Hi, and welcome to today's meeting of Book Hoarders Anonymous. Let's all begin by introducing ourselves. Hi, I'm Shannon, and I'm a book hoarder. Hi, Hi Shannon. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I'm a book hoarder. Hi, Hi Aaron. Hi everyone and welcome to the mini version of Book Hoarders, the dust jacket version, if you will, this it, time. It, yes, it is a, um, like Book Hoarders episode, what are we, 29 and a half? 29 and a half, let's go that way, although we'll have to put it in the feed as a regular number, but 30. Well, yeah. <laughs> 30 or 29 and a half, whichever you want to look at it as. Uh, we are doing a truncated version of the podcast, if you will, because, well, Aaron's been too busy to read the book. Yeah, and and too busy in general, so um, not a lot of time to record. Too busy for both of us, so I haven't read the book either. Oh, the oh, (laughs) she admits it. She's not so shantastic after all. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm super lame. (laughs) Oh well, that's okay. Um, We will. Nonetheless, uh, talk about at least one book that we've read this this month, and. one or two maybe news items and then we will be back next month to discuss the book that we were supposed to read this month and another book we're going to give you homework we're going to make you pay for our laziness exactly Um, (laughs) how how it works (laughs) uh so um let's let's start off with you what book have you read this month what what is your favorite what is my favorite well um i've been on a bit of a stephen king binge lately um and and so like that's I don't know why. I go on um, his binges every once in a while. Every couple of years, I'll go through yeah, one. Yeah, it was about time. Mm-hmm. So I read like I read The Shining and I read Doctor Sleep, and then um, the last one I read, which is the one I'll talk about, was I I did a reread of It. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and and it is it is kind of a funny book because like not funny in the sense that it is actually humorous because it, not really, but um. Like it has, it has this weird, like it, it like it's like one part like really pretty scary horror, and then another part like childhood nostalgia, mm-hmm. and it's a weird combination. And I didn't think it would work for me, um, because I read it for the first time when I was about the age of the kids in it, <laughs> and um, as I was reading it. This this last time, I like I discovered that that Stephen King used a, a couple of four letter words that <laughs> that I'm pretty sure my parents would not have approved of me reading, reading in a book, and I I was a little and there were a few scenes in there that were like, I, how did I read that at twelve? That was <laughs> I don't know what wow. I think about that, but um and then there's like that that one scene at the very end of the book, and if you read it you know the one I'm talking about. Um, it's it's the one that people always mention when they talk about it. And I won't spoil it, but it's like, it's a very decidedly odd authorial choice. And I am I think I'd see where he was going with it, but I'm just, I still think he could have left it out. I, I haven't finished the book, so I don't know what scene you're talking about. Oh, I, have, I have, I have, um, I, I intend to finish it at some point because the Dark Tower series takes a lot from many of his books. Um, mm-hmm. 
And there are some things in there that I know are in it, but I haven't got there yet. <laughs> like the whole well, universe on the back of a turtle thing. And yeah. like, I- I'm reading The Dark Tower and they're talking about it. And I'm like, I know this is in it because I've heard people talk about that. But I I never got to it. I think I got about halfway through the book and it was just so bloated that it, I was like, God, this is taking bloated. forever. <laughs> so I, at some I, point I, think- I will get to finish it, but I'm not sure when. I think for me, it like it was it was bloated, but I didn't mind because it was kind of like you know it was a little nostalgic. I mm-hmm. read it, I read it as as a, a kid, and um, like as you know, it's about like seven really kind of nerdy yeah losers, right? So, yeah. So they they like they and you know the people that tend to read <laughs> to be big readers <laughs> of thousand page books probably did not have childhoods that they spent being the most popular kid in in their entire school. Right. I mean, <laughs> so, I did feel a lot of sympathy for the kids, too. Yeah. And I especially it, really liked Beverly. Yeah. Uh, ben was always my favorite. Oh, yeah. I like Ben, too. But there's, there is the scene at near the, near the end of the book and, and it's the scene that everybody talks about. And, and when you get there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then you can come back on the podcast and be like, I read that scene. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I've been meaning to read the book and I may read it before next, before next month. Um, cause I do want to, to read some Stephen King, but I just haven't decided what yet. I'm really not interested in reading Mr. Mercedes and I'm really not interested in reading Dr. Sleep, I mean, you know, I'll read them at some point, but it's not like I have this real big desire to read them right now. Dr. Sleep was, was, it was weird. Dr. <laughs> Sleep was, was, um, Stephen King light. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like somebody had, like, I mean, it, it feels like a really kind of cheap comparison to make, and I kind of hate when people do it, but it really did feel like fanfic. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's a sequel to The Shining, and, and, and so, you know, there's like this whole like you have Dan- Danny Torrance as a as a grown up, mm. but like, and and there is a plot involved, but it there's it's very not a whole lot happens, and mm-hmm. it, it's a very sweet it's very sweet, and it's not scary at all in my opinion, and it really kind of felt like the kind of book that you would read, like if you just wanted a warm blanket to crawl under and, mm-hmm. and like happy thoughts and and that's when I think about Stephen King and when I think about how dark and grim The Shining was, you don't think do about not, happy thoughts. I do not think about happy thoughts <laughs> in that universe, but that's exactly how that book read. So I hmm. feel like if you, I liked it, but I feel like if you were like in the mood for The Shining Part Two, but even scarier, mm-hmm. like. No, that's that's not what you're going to get. I actually didn't like the book, the, the Shining. I did read it, and I didn't like it. Um, I read it after I had seen the movie, and oh. so Jack Nicholson just—I mean, he was so he was so good in that movie. Um, and I just—I don't know. It just didn't seem. I, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Um, and I don't know whether it was because you know I had these preconceived ideas about what was supposed to happen and. It, it all happened kind of the same way, but not quite. So so it was kind of like, hmm, I don't know. It's not one of my favorites either. I see why it's other people's, but mm-hmm. it, because it's very, like, very, the writing is very tense, you know, and, and right. it definitely pulls you along. But um, I remember that when I read it the first time before I decided I needed to read this, read it again, like, earlier this year so I could read Dr. Sleep, it was like... Um, 
I, I remember the first time I read it, I was very anxious about what was going to happen to the kid. Mm-hmm. And and then of course, like the second time, I knew what happened to the kid, so it like some of the some of the tension was gone. Right. Um. And and then what what left me what what was left was just kind of vaguely unpleasant. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which was why I was happy for Doctor Sleep to be a nice warm blanket, right? Kind of book, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, that's Stephen King. Yeah, um, my book is was short and sweet, and it was a short and sweet book. I was able to able to finish it. I did read it on fast speed and sort of skipped part of the book, but um, I I actually have been reading a couple of sort of like self development kind of books. I hate to call them self help because that just that word is just so cheesy, but. Um, I was talking to, to Rodney last week, and I said, well, you know, the morning is usually my most productive time, and I want to be able to make the best use out of it possible. And he said, well, the, he was listening to a podcast, and this podcaster, Clayton Morris, um, who also, I think, occasionally is on Fox News, had recommended a book called The Miracle Morning. Well, actually, Rodney couldn't remember couldn't remember the name of it. He was calling it The Magic Morning, and that wasn't right. <laughs> but he, he, it was called Something Morning, and it started with an M. So I eventually found it uh, and purchased it on Kindle and got, got it with WhisperSync because I wanted an actual person reading it, and it was cheaper to buy. It was only like $1.99 for the WhisperSync, the Audible companion. Um, but I didn't want to spend a whole credit on the book. So I yeah. ended up paying a total of like $11 instead of fourteen ninety five, which, you know, cheaper, sort of. Still cheaper, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and it's a nice short and sweet book, and it's basically this guy's idea of how to make mornings work for you, even if you're not an early riser, how to set yourself up with a plan to be successful during the morning and thus be successful, you know, throughout the day. I mean, that's the theory. So he has this sort of like six step plan that he developed for himself. And that's apparently worked for other people. Um, You know, there's websites and there was an app at one point, but it's been pulled from the app store for whatever reason. Um, It's no longer there. They talk about it in the book, but it's not there anymore. Um, But there's a companion website for the book, tmmbook.com. And you can go and download various free resources and kind of, you know, written materials and things. But basically, the the steps that he advocates to start your morning, um, and he's whittled it down to even a six-minute version that you can do in six minutes, um, are starting your morning off with some, some things I do already, um, some silence, some uh, meditation practice. Um, another thing he recommends is affirmations to sort of boost your confidence and saying them out loud is helpful. I find that a little bit uncomfortable, but I have been doing it lately because, well, I'm desperate, right? Um, (laughs) so, um, the third step, um, the, the mnemonic is, um, savers and I'm like blanking on what the V is supposed to be. Uh, but then he also does exercise, recommends some exercise, some reading, and some journaling to start off your morning and, uh, you know, get your mind in a in a clear space. Um, I'm blanking on that V, but whatever. Uh, you can read the book and find out what it is. The first, yeah. like, four chapters are basically, this is what drove me to write the book and inspired me. Uh, he was in a terrible car accident, and he lost, he had some severe brain damage, and lost a lot of his short-term memory. Um, and he 
basically had to build himself back up completely from scratch. Um, and he talked about that and also some sort of like inspiration and testimonials. And I think the first three chapters I kind of skipped because I just wanted to get to the meat of the book. And that's the first hour down right there. And it's about a four hour, four and a half hour book. Um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not sure if I will, you know, follow his plan to the letter, but he encourages customization. And so that's fine. Um, I don't follow anybody's plan to the letter if, you know, just that's just me. But I have been doing, you know, some of the things that he's recommended. And I found that it's kind of it's been easier for me to get up in the morning the past few days. Although I have to say, exercising in the morning is hard. Yeah, um, but I was starting to do it anyway, because my routine for the next few weeks just makes exercising in the morning and getting it out of the way better than doing it in the evening um, or in the middle of the afternoon. So I've been doing it close to close to getting up and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's easier than others. Haven't quite worked that out yet. But if you're interested, you can get it on Audible or Kindle. It's not available on Bard. I don't know if it's on Bookshare or not. The Miracle Morning, it is called. So that's my short little sweet book. Um, And let's see. Our news item for this week. Harper Lee is writing a new book. Well, she's, uh, according to the article that I found, um, she's... She wrote it back in the 50s, and it was apparently uh, what, according to what I read, it, it seems like the, the um, and I forget the title, it was something, Go Something, Go the Set a Watchman. Watchman. Set. Yeah. Go, Go Set, set a Watchman. Um, and what, it, apparently it was about, it is about the grown-up Scout Finch coming back to small town Alabama from New York, and having... A, this complicated relationship with her father and, and apparently what her, her editor was like, Hey, um, this, like the, these flashbacks to your childhood, they would make a perfect, a great book all on their own. So that's how we got to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. And, and apparently people are skeptical of her, whether she is really behind the publication of this book. Um, she's, getting up there in years and she's been reclusive and she hasn't wanted to write a book for years and years and years or even do interviews. Um, She's apparently losing her hearing and losing her sight. And so of course, naturally people are saying that uh, she's incompetent and that her lawyer is, you know, running over her roughshod and publishing this book and claiming that she really is behind it 100%. Um, I would, I've seen some, sort of like Facebook and Twitter commentary to suggest that that's all a bunch of crap and that she really does want to publish the book. Apparently the manuscript, the reason that she never published it was because the manuscript was lost for years and years and years. And upon the death of her sister, it turned up. We're not sure how, but it it turned up somehow and she decided to publish it. Um, I have a couple of concerns. I probably will read it, but I'm hoping that it doesn't turn into To Kill a Mockingbird, but with little snippets of the adult scout in the middle. In other words, I hope that the flashbacks aren't the meat of the book. Yeah. Um, And number two, I hope... You know, it, it, she was saying that she was concerned. Uh, she was con- she was going to talk about the relationship between Scout and Atticus, and I hope that Atticus hasn't turned into like a bitter old man or something. That would be really sad. That would be very sad. But I, you know, I probably will read it. I'm, I'm sure I will read it. It's coming out in July. 
apparently, July of 2015, uh, to set a watchman by Harper Lee. I am sure it's going to be all over the social networks and all over the web when it does come out. Yeah, and we'll probably, well, it'll, it'll, no doubt we'll have a copy in, on Bard no, and yeah, Audible and absolutely. like that. Um, and, and it's interesting because I go through phases of reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and I've been going through this, gee, I wonder if I should reread it phase for that book um and just as i was sort of pondering that i got the news that this book came out <laughs> um so so I've decided i've decided that once it comes out i'll probably read it and i'll probably read to kill the mockingbird and then read it um so that's part of my it's going to interfere with of course my reading challenge that we talked about last time but that's okay because i haven't even started that yet uh, <laughs> But we have decided that that since since this this news came out that that our homework, in addition to discussing Fahrenheit four fifty one, um, we will be reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, and this is going to be an interesting next book orders because we will have two books to discuss, uh, one book uh, discussing the past and another book discussing the possible a possible future. Um, very different visions very of humanity. Very different <laughs> visions of humanity. Very different. Uh, but I think we can make it work. And I encourage all of you to read To Kill a Mockingbird. And if you've read it before, read it again. And if you say to yourselves, well, I've seen the movie. I don't need to read the book. Read the book. Yes. Um, yes the movie parallels the, the book almost to the letter. But I got bored during the movie. I thought it was like a really, really slow movie. And I was very bored. But when I read the book, I had a completely different experience. Um, it's one of my favorite books of all time. So I, um, I hope that you all read it and we'll be back here next time to discuss it. We also want to take this moment to inform our listeners that the Blind Bargains site now has a new tech podcast. As of yet, the podcast doesn't have a name, but it has about four episodes. My husband is a guest on episode number three. It features Joe Steinkamp, J.J. Meadow, Ricky Anger, and others. You can find it by going to the Blind Bargains website, blindbargains.com, and searching for podcasts. And you can also find the Blind Bargains podcast in your favorite podcasting app. Well, one last thing. Hold it yourselves together as best as you can. We have some listener mail. Yeah! Oh my God! Yeah! <laughs> um, Christina. Christina is writing us. She just found our podcast, which I assume means she just found episode 29, our last episode. And she um, likes the idea of a reading challenge. Uh, reading, you know, sort of like a diverse group of books. We were talking about reading challenges last time. And um, she has an idea for a graphic novel. Now, when I read the email message and when I was talking to Shannon earlier about this email, I'm kind of like, what is a graphic novel? I don't think anyone really knows. I think this works just as well as any. Apparently, this is a children's novel. It's a quick and easy read, and it's on Bard. The chapters alternate between chapters of pictures and chapters of text. For example, chapter one, uh, chapter one is pictures and chapter two is text. Um, my braille display is wigging out again. Okay. Um, the pictures are described very well so you can follow the story uh, if you're visually impaired. The book is called uh, Wonderstruck by Brian Selznick, S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K. And um, apparently it's... 
uh, it's on Bard and probably on Bookshare as well. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, so if you want to try that out um, for a graphic novel, if you're into that kind of thing, or if you just want to try it out for the experience, uh, I'd encourage you to do that. I definitely will try it out for the experience. I I don't know that I've read any books on Bard before where the narrators have described the pictures. I don't think I have either. I think, well, no, I think that there were cartoons in um, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, which I read. What in the um, world? And the, and the, it's, it's a, it's a, re- it's a, a really good book by Sherman Alexie, who mm-hmm. happens to be from Seattle. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's about a, a young Native American boy who ends up leaving the reservation to go to school with white people. Oh, wow. And kind of about the struggles that he has mm-hmm. doing that. And it's very good. And yeah, there are like cartoons interspersed throughout that the book. And, and the narrator does a pretty good job of describing them. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Christina, for your mail. Uh, listeners, keep the mail coming. And we'll be back next time to discuss all of this. But before we go, we should probably give our contact details. We should. Um, if you would like to send us some listener mail like Christina did, you can send it to bhapodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you want to talk to us directly, you can tweet to us at book hoarders and if you want to just look on our website and see what kind of lovely things are going on it's bhapodcast.com if you want to contact us personally you can contact me on twitter at aaron edgar and you can contact shannon at bard song and you can also visit shannon's blog at flightintofantasy.com and my blog although their posts are very intermittent at this point at eclecticstrand.com woohoo Yay, I think we did it. I think um, we did. That was really, really pretty fantastic. <laughs> I know. Woohoo. Um, so, we will see you next time. And until we meet again, we'll say bye bye. Bye. To contact the book hoarders, send email to bhapodcast at gmail.com. Follow book hoarders on Twitter. Call us at 520-81-BOOKS, 520-812-6657, and visit the website at bhapodcast.com.